Hey there, and thank you for joining us once again for Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name's Aaron, and I'm a co-host here with Dr. Banning, who happens to be sitting just to my left. How are you, Dr. Banning? Hey, I'm doing great, Aaron. I'm just loving this time of the season. Um, you know what I like? Fun. You know what I like about this time of the season? What? All the food. Really? Yeah. That's something that I I got to be careful of. I do too, but I'm I'm not good at being careful of it. Well, um, I know, you know, you got to think with the end in mind. You know, when you're putting that whatever it is in your mouth, let's say carrot cake, the nachos or the rice or the refried beans. Think with the end in mind. Oh, I love refried beans. Yeah, refried beans. Right. Well, last night my wife and I went to uh, what was the name of that restaurant? It's it's not Sopapillas. It's right there by Kroger. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, we like it there. Um, and so we went there, and I got to watch my wife eat corn chips. Why don't you have any? Because when I eat corn chips, I don't sleep, and my head throbs, and oh, really? my blood pressure goes up. Yes. Okay. Throw in some rice and some refried beans, and I'm I'm cooked. Really? It's horrible for me. Yeah. So. See, I always thought of refried beans. If you take the lard out, they're pretty healthy. I don't know. It depends on what kind of lard it is. If it's animal lard, that's not bad for you. Really? But if it's fake lard, yeah, that's like not Crisco good. or something. Yeah, that's not good for you. So, anyhow, so yeah, we're going to be talking about some uh, microbes. The missing microbes. I read. I read. Uh, I've read about half the book. It's called The Missing Microbes. Okay. Um, there's another book that I've read. It's called. Uh, let me see. What is it? What is a microbe? Well, it's something that's microscopic. It's like an animal that we don't really see, um, but uh, it's 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 something that's that's alive inside of our bodies or on the surface of our bodies. That's what we're talking about with a human microbe, um, and so it could be like a bacteria. Ooh. Um, it could be a fungi. Okay. Um, and it's probably not a virus because really a virus is not a living thing. Is it not? No, it's a particle, and what it does is it takes advantage of living things, and it becomes a parasite, and it'll drill into a bacteria or a cell and start making more of its own kinds of cells and its kinds of food and everything. Viruses are crazy. Okay. They're kind of like Wi-Fi, or not Wi-Fi, sci-fi type stuff, like yeah, crazy stuff. So um, anyhow, and then uh, there's another book called 10% Human. Oh, you were telling me about that. That yeah. sounds very interesting. Yeah, 10% human. Okay, I'm going to check that one out for sure. You know what that means, right? No, it means we're 10% human and 90% something else. Bacteria. 90% bacteria? Yes, microbes. That's, that sounds like an evil superhero, like one of the bad guys Superman would That's be what after. I'm saying. It's weird stuff, and bacteria and viruses fight each other. Oh, it is superhero stuff. They can, yes. Um, when a bacteria turns into a, uh, a microphage, P-H-A-G-E, yeah. they're able to consume viruses. Our immune system actually can do that. But, um, you know, if you're not healthy, it doesn't happen that often. But, you know, the other book that we looked at was Bugs in My Brain and Poison on My Plate. So then That's a catchy title. It is, um, and it talks about your... How what you eat affects the bacteria, the bugs, that can get to your brain and create a lot of mental health issues and things like that. So, oh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it is. So, But there's good bacteria too, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're being killed. By the? Antibiotics. Yeah. So That's right. So yeah. 
when we talk about an antibiotic, anti means against and biotic means life, against life. And so it just kills everything. So what's happening is these antibiotics are killing about everything but 99%. Okay. Okay. And there's one bacteria that's surviving. And it's growing stronger. It has some type of a gene that uh, is able to survive that antibiotic. And so it's kind of like this. Have you ever heard of an ecosystem like take Yellowstone Park? What do you got out there? You got the volcanoes. You got the elk. Yeah. By the way, there's there's bacteria that they're called extremophiles. They love extreme conditions like around a volcano. Really? Yes, geysers. Really? Yes. Um, How about that? In the freezing, frozen tundra. Yes. So they're everywhere on the planet. They're everywhere. They're ubiquitous. They're in the ocean. The majority of living things are bacteria in the ocean. There's actually some bacteria that eat plastic that they found out. I remember a song when I was a kid that said that the beach is nothing but a bird bathroom and the ocean was a fish toilet. Well, and then the bacteria are there just to enjoy all that stuff, yeah. to make life better. So there's bacteria that live in an environment full of oxygen, oxygen-rich, and there's bacteria that live in CO2. Okay. Yeah. So there's all kinds of neat things and moving parts here that we're talking about. But So they talked about how, you know, there's so many estimates, how many bacteria we have in our body, what percent is this, what percent is that. And so someone does a research project, and they, they got a guy, they call him the reference man. And the reference man is between 20 to 30 years old. He weighs 154 pounds. He's five foot seven. And they found 37 trillion bacteria. I don't know how they do this. Man, that's a lot of bacteria. Okay. But he had 30 trillion human cells. Wow. So, so what are we to think of all these numbers? Do they mean anything? They got to. The one thing that they should mean is it's not the number of bacteria. It's just we know there's a lot of them. All you need to know is that the bacteria are important. Okay? The relationship of living organisms like us, we're made of lots of bacteria, but there there are bacteria that help us. Yes. And the foods, think of your body as soil. Okay. So... You want your soil to be able to grow and support healthy bacteria, right? Correct. If you have soil that's devoid, like our soil on our farms, that manufacture high-volume food that are pest-resistant, that are uh, pesticide-resistant, chemical-resistant, and radiological-resistant, and then you put all these pesticides on the soil, your soil is going to be void, and this is where we get nutritional inflation. Right. Remember? Yeah. We talked about that. So many years ago, uh, an apple had all kinds of just crazy vitamins in it. Now, it doesn't have that. The soils deplete, so our bodies are the same way. Our soil, that would be like the food that we eat. You know, bacteria are kind of like party animals. There's a party. You're going to attract these party animals. Okay. Okay. So if you eat good, healthy foods, you're going to have good, healthy bacteria. 
if you eat gas station food, what kind of foods are there? There's gas station food. Let's name the crappy foods. <laughs> There's fast food. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that, yeah. Gas station food, which yes. is getting more and more popular. I don't know if you know this little gas station up the newest one in town uh-huh. has a like a deli in it and uh they make pizzas and and yeah. and people go in there and just pig out. Well the hot dogs that have been sitting on okay. the rollers for I call those days con- on end. That's convenience store foods. Yes, those are yeah. bad news. <laughs> yeah. So it's convenient and so people eat it. You know, they nuke it up or, right. You know, who knows where it's been. And so that's what's making up our soil, our bodies trying to grow out of that and the bacteria that come in there. Um, bacteria, there's different types. There's all kinds of bacteria, but um, there's a bacteria that uh, we have symbiotic relationships with. You know what symbiosis means? I should, but they, it, they both benefit. Okay. Okay. You know, like the oxpecker? Excuse me? The oxpecker. <laughs> what? Have you not watched National Geographic or the Discovery Channel? I love. Well, you know what I watch is Discovery ID. That's the. Uh, oh, okay. That's more of the uh, police procedurals and, and okay. what, mysteries and well, stuff. Well, this is like outdoor stuff. So I always like to look at the animals and a lot of their relationships that they have with other critters. Well, there's, there's this thing called the oxpecker. And it's a bird. That goes up to the ox, and the ox is like, hey, it's about time you got here, man. I've been itching like crazy. Oxpecker's like, hey, man, I've been busy. I've been with the, uh, you know, the what is it, the gazelles? You know, the gazelles are, they got tastier stuff on them, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on you now. <laughs> so it'll eat the ticks, the parasites, everything. Okay. It'll clean them up. Okay. It'll even peck in their nose, peck oh, around their eyes. Yuck. But the, the buffalo love it. That's okay. like the alligator uh, in the teeth birds that clean the alligator teeth you know what i've seen it in cartoons i don't know if that's in real life but uh i think i, saw I, that I think it's probably National true Geographic. they might they might be getting on the leeches and stuff there's no. leeches inside of there no it's birds no no i mean there's leeches that they're cleaning out of their oh, mouth yeah, yeah yeah things like that right. or lampreys or something that's in there but uh so that's Na- a symbiotic nature. relationship where both parties benefit. Okay, now I got you. All right, so we have bacteria in our bodies that they just come there for food. So, so bacteria can colonize. Okay, they colonize in the human body. So what I'd like you to think of that is, is you know when um, you know the settlers came to the United States um, and they spread out. Yeah, and they colonized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we just we just uh, celebrated Thanksgiving. And, and exactly. I, I heard a lot about that. So they went to different areas of the country, and they wanted to raise their families, become successful contributing parts of the community. They wanted to grow and reproduce. And um, they've pretty much resisted extinction. They've got a foothold now. And so it's kind of like the bacteria in your body. They're just looking for a place to, to grow and to have kids okay. and to settle down. Okay. That's a good visual. Right. And so um, that's what these bacteria do. And they come into the, the like some of them like uh, an area where there's, there's, a, there's a lot of acidity. Okay. Like your gut. Okay. Your gut has acidity in it to digest protein. And so there are certain bacteria that hang out around there and actually help you digest your protein. So while we're talking about that, 
How do you think the antacid affects those bacteria? Wipes them out. They don't like it very much. Yeah. So you're not going to have beneficial bacteria there. It dramatically reduces the healthy gut bacteria. Okay, that's what antacid does. Um, So your GI tract has all these different areas that have different acidities or alkalinities. Okay. And so the bacteria, you've got beneficial bacteria coming to these areas. They're climatizing themselves, uh, becoming uh, comfortable in those environments. So healthy, clean foods produce healthy, clean bacteria. Um, You know, so... So symbiosis can describe a relationship with a person, you know? Yeah. Um, your wife. But it should go further than that. It's not like you scratch my back, I scratch yours. It's it's more of a relationship. So if you understand that if you eat healthy foods, you get healthy bacteria, you actually realize you have a lot of these little bacteria working for your health and your immune system. So it's not just little old you trying to fight all these bugs. It's you and your your bacteria. So there's other types. Um, there's commensal type relationships where one benefits and the other one is is, is not necessarily helped. Um, I can't really give you an example of that. They're everywhere, but uh, gosh. I guess it would be like seagulls around a... No, that wouldn't be good. Maybe you ever seen those sharks? Have these little pilot fish around them? Yes. Yeah, I don't think the pilot fish are doing anything for the shark, but I think they're just feeding off the scraps that the shark eats. Okay. So the so shark gets no benefit. It's not really benefiting from those pilot fish, but the pilot fish are really benefiting. Um, then there is the parasitic one. You know, and there's a host. Okay, we are we are a host to all these bacteria. Right. They live inside of us. So that's the service we're giving to them. A safe environment to live and raise their kids. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's parasites. Now, a parasite would be kind of like in society. There's bad people that I shouldn't say bad people, but hurt people that kill others or do stupid things. They get put in jail. Well, parasites um, are also inside of our body. They can be dormant, though. Okay. So if you're healthy, if you're not very stressed out, if you take care of yourself, they're going to be dormant. So a good example, there's a lot of parasites that just live inside of our nose, Ugh. our ears, and our teeth. Yuck. And our mouth. Oh. Well, dude. I don't want a parasite in my mouth. We're 1.3 part bacteria to <laughs> one part human cell. <laughs> Look, I'm not mad at you. I just, if, I just don't get, want a parasite in my mouth. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> keep eating junk food. Eat, go to McDonald's. You'll get one. You'll get something. but uh, And then there's opportunists. But a good parasite, have you ever had shingles? No, sir. All right. So a lot of times people will go through stress and they'll develop shingles. Shingles is a virus. It resides in your nervous system. And so what will happen is the shingles love nerves. So when they break out, they'll have sores along a specific nerve root, you know, and it's pretty easy to see it. Yeah, and I've heard it's very painful. Yeah, and so that's an example of a parasite. That's that's a virus. Okay. Okay. Um, so an opportunist is somebody that takes advantage of a situation. So if you're eating those gas station hot dogs, 
and you're you're eating the pizzas and stuff like that yeah you're going to have opportunists coming in so typically an opportunist will be around the good healthy bacteria and good healthy bacteria will be like a security system they'll say no you ain't they'll put them in jail okay that makes sense yeah yeah so what happens you start eating more garbage and more bad bacteria come in say you go you're under stress say you're not exercising Say you're not getting adjusted, chiropractic is fantastic for firing up the nervous system, getting the nervous system to function better. Well, what will happen is those opportunists will start to increase in number. And when they increase in number, they can start producing symptoms of a disease. And it can be either an acute disease or it can be a chronic one. And so what's happening today, which is really frustrating, but a lot of these authors are saying this, but with the overuse of antibiotics, yes, autoimmune disease is skyrocketing. Chronic colds, yeah. chronic asthma in children, just all these chronic things. And people just don't realize if you're eating junk and you're living a junky lifestyle, this will manifest itself. In your, it'll eventually manifest itself. And it's just what it is. It's just basically following simple laws of biology yeah in chemistry that's what it's doing and so your body doesn't function you can't get rid of your waste products you get urinary tract infections you get fungal infections yeast infections all the above then you get fibromyalgia and so it just goes on and on and on and your immune system actually has a chemical called interferon that it uses to take care of viruses Um, your immune system if it's healthy and it's functioning properly and it's been exposed to a lot of things in nature, it will actually produce cells that will destroy a lot of these bad bacteria. Okay, So your immune system will develop a fever. Well, why would you develop a fever? Well, there's certain bacteria that love a body temperature of 98 degrees. When the body temperature goes up it makes it more of a hostile environment for that bacteria they don't reproduce as much so that's a good i mean that's i'm following perfectly it's it's not rocket science is it it's not no No? i mean a lot of this stuff we're just hitting the we're hitting the tip of the tip of the iceberg yeah it's so fascinating how complex our body is and our nervous system is um but, yeah, that's the problem. In fact, there are some bacteria that actually feed off of the antibiotics themselves. No way. Yes, there is. There's actually a name of one. You can Google it. Um, but that's what's happened. And so um, it's kind of like an ecosystem out in, say, Yellowstone Park. Where, what do you got? You got the elk. Yep. You got the wolves. Sure. You got the griswolds. I mean, the grizzly bears. <laughs> um, Cousin Eddie. Yeah, Cousin Eddie's out there. Um, what else do you got out there? You got raccoons. fox. Raccoons. Sure. Raccoons are everywhere. Well, yeah, but they're there too. <laughs> oh, did you go there and see the raccoons? Is that no, why I go? don't go there to yeah. see them. Um, there's birds, there's foxes, there's coyotes, there's wolves. And so... Snakes. Yeah. Snakes hang out in the wintertime on them glaciers. That's for darn sure. Yeah, stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyhow... Um, what they noticed was, you know, there's a lot of people that feel sorry for the elk. And so, you know, the wolf population, when it goes down, 
the elk start to breed and they start to overpopulate and they start to overeat a lot of the grass around the rivers okay and then what happens is the other animals start to go down um, like the deer the antelope uh, the bison population and uh, next thing you know is a lot of the birds don't have the food that they need and so reintroducing the wolf into that ecosystem kept the elk down the other animals got to eat keeps it in balance it keeps it in balance exactly and yeah. so um that's why um they're thinking about making deer season longer where well, we live yeah there's that chronic wasting disease out west yeah it's overpopulated you're right yeah and so you thin the population and it it's works better, better for everything's everybody. balanced that's yeah. right so what was i trying to say i'm sorry i threw you off but no that's okay um So we're talking about balance, and the antibiotics, there's a lot of people who have been on so many antibiotics, so, so this is what I wanted to share, too. I'm just kind of hitting a lot of areas. Did you know that the baby is free of any bacteria when it's inside its mom's uterus? No. It is. Really? Yeah. Bacteria-free. How interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Yes. So do you know when the baby gets introduced to bacteria? When it breathes air. When it's born. Yeah. So it gets pushed through the birth canal, and mama's birth canal ah. coats the baby's skin with all her bacteria. Okay? Okay. So that's where the baby is first introduced to bacteria, and then it's introduced to bacteria through its environment, through its food, its digestive system starts to grow, and then it just naturally starts to develop immunity with the breast milk and all that, but... It's so amazing how God has made our our bodies and the bacteria and how they they relate to one another. It really is. And every time I start, every time we have a podcast, it amazes me the way we work. Yeah, and the parts of our body connect and and work together. Exactly. So just, I mean, let's just talk a little bit about some of these bacteria. Okay. Um. So. There's something called locomotion. You ever heard that song? Shoot, yeah, I've got that album. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Come on, baby, do, do the, the locomotion. locomotion. There you go. So, <laughs> so these bacteria have the ability to respond to their environment. They can go to a a a thermal temperature that they like. That's called thermal taxis. They can be in a light environment or a dark environment. That's called phototaxis. Okay. Um, chemotaxis, different chemicals that they like. All it is is they're just responding to their environment. Do they like it? Do they love it? Or do they not? And so if they like it or they love it, they're going to be there. And other guys are going to be there. They're going to reproduce. If they don't like it, they're going to be gone. Um, so these bacteria have the ability to respond and they have the ability to move. They move with something called a flagella. Okay, now there's been lots of... There's a big discussion about the flagella. And the flagella is just like a tail that spins. And I don't have the statistics on it. But there are bioengineers that have looked at this transmission. And they have studied it. And they have broken it down into like 62 or 64 different parts. 
good grief. With a microscope, an electron microscope, it has the same parts that a transmission or a rotor would have in a car. So does it act as a, a propeller? Yeah. How about that? It spins. And, you know, it's, I mean, you could probably put a, a million of these things on the top of a pinhead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How intelligent and amazing is that? That's amazing. Yeah. And so it runs, it has its own powerhouse. It runs off of ATP. It produces its own ATP and it, it feeds on things. And so I just thought that was so amazing. I don't even know where I'm going with that. But well, it's fascinating. I know yeah. that. So, so, you know, when we take antibiotics like this, it's really creating a lot of problems because it's killing a lot of bacteria. Number one. Number two, some of the bacteria are bacteria responsible for producing enzymes that we need to digest food. We need enzymes for certain chemical processes, synthetic processes, or, or waste, getting rid of waste, things like that. Um, the other thing is it produces vitamin. Vitamin K is produced only by bacteria. Oh, I thought I got that with my cornflakes. Special K? <laughs> Special K, not cornflakes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to try to set you off. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take more than that. Doggone it. You must be in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, you oxpecker, you. <laughs> so, anyhow. Um, gosh. Uh, gator peckers. Is that what they call the, the the ones that clean the gator's teeth? I have no idea. You're the one to introduce that. <laughs> So I know there's actually such well, a thing. it makes sense. There is such a thing as an oxpecker, and it it has a symbiotic relationship with that animal. I understand. Okay. That was that was great. A great example. Yeah. Well, are uh, you uh, are you about ready for Christmas? Yes, I am. Are you really? Because it's a it's what two weeks away. Yeah, I bought a Christmas present too. I actually had somebody paint. Oh. I shouldn't say this just yet. She might listen to this. Yeah, I'd be careful. The person actually produced this present. That's cool. It's from a long time ago when we were really young. And she told me that she wanted that thing to be restored. So I restored it for her. Well, I uh, I, I think I'm through with my shopping. I, I don't have to get much anymore. The kids are grown. But what kind of a gift would a gift certificate be to... White House chiropractic. That would be all, that would be the gift of pain-free living for a certain amount of time. Well, I don't. I cases. wouldn't call it pain-free because that's not really what we do here. But we help people live better lives. Yeah, um, I think it would be a great gift. Yeah. Um. So you, we do sell uh, massage gift certificates. Oh, um, now you're talking. <laughs> but our massage therapists are so booked; it's hard to get them. Well, yeah, but if you got a, a gift certificate, then you would be able to uh, go ahead and set up an appointment next year or something yeah. when, whenever they're yeah. available. So they can get it for their spouse and things like that, and uh, we get a lot of those, too. That works out really good. Um, but uh, Well, the point I'm making go ahead. is that we offer uh, a few gift ideas here. Oh, yeah. So if you're in the Middle Tennessee area and you're a, a faithful listener of Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning, stop by. We're located at 147 Raymond Hirsch Parkway in White House, Tennessee, 37188. Did you get any snow last week, by the way, here up, up here in White House? Did you get any? Uh, there is some dustings going on in different areas. Yeah, we had a little bit. I woke up and looked out on the deck, and uh, there was a good dusting. 
back there. Yeah, I don't know what that means, though. For me, snow is like four or five inches that you have to scrape off your car. I love it. I don't know if I love it this year with my new job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Delivering packages, that, yes. would, be, that would be tough. Uh, the rush hour, the traffic. Right. You know, All that good stuff. Yeah, plus, yeah, that would be tough. Well, listener, if you'd like to uh, talk to us about anything we've talked about on this episode or any previous episodes, give us a call. Area code 615-672-7878. Check out our website at whitehousechiropractic.com. There's a contact sheet there where you can send us questions or comments. And Dr. Banning, I think that's going to wrap it up, unless you've got more to say. Not much. Really, I don't. Okay. Very good. That's a full episode. Uh, Listener, thank you for joining us again. And come back next time. This is Aaron saying goodbye. Bye.